This is Scott Guider, the voice of horror radio. My very special guest is a talented filmmaker, Chris Power. Chris, how are you? Great, Scott. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. No problem. I've been hearing you on some podcasts uh, quite a few years ago, and uh, you have a film that I finally was able to see. And to be honest with you, it's probably one of the most shocking films. When I say shocking, I would say more like uh, not expecting of what the film is about. But Long Pigs... You know, I said it in my review, I saw it uh, obviously this about two weeks ago or a week ago where it was, and it's been out for a while, and if I would have seen this film a hell of a lot sooner, it probably would have been my top film of 2010, oh. but it's a shame that I missed it, but it's still going to be on my top ten list for this year, even though it's pretty old, but how did you ever come, how did you ever come about with this storyline for this movie? Well, you know, the idea of, you know, certainly uh, mockumentaries in horror um, is not necessarily a new one. Um, you know, there's there's a great uh, uh, Belgian film, actually, that I have to tip my hat to, which is called Man Bites Dog. Um, and it, you know, had a lot of the same, I guess, sort of flavor in the sense that it was um, just, you know, it was a guy doing horrible things, but filmed in a very ordinary way um, not being very judgmental about it and um, you know the character, the central character had a lot of charm, he was irresistibly charming so um, you know when it came time to you know do our first feature we needed something that was you know high concept, low budget and um, thankfully we had Anthony who uh, you know sold it, makes the movie I mean the guy, yeah he sold it he, brilliant I, I really can't say enough about him, and I'm so happy to see that he's gotten the kudos from people like yourself and others, because uh, he deserves it. You know what I mean? Um, and that's it's really the magic of of filmmaking. I've worked on a lot of you know big budget films um, as an art director and in various other capacities in Toronto, and you know it's it's really a bunch of alchemy. You know, you can have all the money in the world, but sometimes it just does not come together. You right. know. Uh, case in point, I worked on the recruit. You know, I mean, it's got Al Pacino and a lot of great people in it, but you know, just not a great film. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Anthony made it uh, amazing. The people who worked on it. I mean, this is one of those movies where everybody was working on it for absolutely nothing. Um, most cases, you know, it costing them money because we couldn't afford to get them there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They love so. I'm really happy to see people like yourself are still watching and appreciating it. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I just. You know, when I first started watching it, you know, I mentioned in the review, there's one certain start of the movie that's either going to make you or break you to continue watching it. Is I hate my wife got so pissed at me because when I was telling her about the movie, I was laughing when I said it. I said there's this prostitute that's you know a little on the heavy side, not heavy heavy. I said, but. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. You got my point. And she goes, hey, you're laughing about that? Well, see, I've never seen a movie like that before in my life. Not to mention that it's made to be like a document, a mockumentary, documentary type film. Is you got these two bumbling uh, filmmakers who really got in over their head and didn't realize the after effects of actually filming this guy's life. 
Well, you know, that's actually just to, you know, if if there is a real life inspiration on our part for Long Pigs, I mean, Nathan and I did attempt to do a documentary at one point on a guy who was a multiple murderer. Right. Um, Nathan's from from uh, a place in Canada called Newfoundland, and it was this bizarre story. We really, at that time, we were, you know, 20, 21, and we went out there, talked to him. We got in way over our heads. The guy was manipulating us, you know, calling us, holding his nose, saying that he just had his nose broken, and if he didn't get some money, that they were going to kill him, and, you know, calling our families, and it was just... It actually got really uh, scary, you know what I mean? And that's certainly one of the things that we thought about when we were doing Long Pigs. Just to tell you another story, uh, you know, with regards to your wife, um, I kind of had the same thing happen to me, except it was with the producer I was working with, and uh, I wasn't there for it, but a buddy of mine was, and he literally took the DVD out of his computer and whipped it across the room, and then demanded that all uh, you know evidence of it ever being in his computer be erased. And I was wow. prompted. Yeah, I mean, I was I was let go that day. <laughs> you know what I? <laughs> wow, you mean it just. It's hard to explain. I mean, you probably heard as numerous, numerous the interviews you've done and, and, and the reviews that you hear. But the movie, to me, I mean, you're not watching a movie movie. You're watching a, like I said, a mockumentary, a documentary, whatever, of two filmmakers following Anthony around. And they get involved in, you know, kidnapping and slaughtering in, in, in his basement. I'm just blown away by it that something that's so how do you say this I wouldn't say easy to make but mm. I've never seen it before well yeah I mean I mean okay I guess you know when it comes to mockumentaries it's funny the things that take a lot of effort to make it seem effortless I guess is is the point uh, you know I, nothing kills me more than uh, mockumentaries where they break the rules or, you know, there's conveniently a thousand cameras in the house so that mm-hmm. everything can be captured. Uh, you know, that, that, you know, we were um, really looking for, um, and it's hard, you know, if you look at the outtakes, you know, and the scenes that are out, it's very easy for it to slip into, oh, now we're making a movie movie. You know what I mean? And it's really hard to maintain that, right. that full of illusion and making it seem... Um, effortless, like you're just capturing uh, what's going on. You know what I mean? Like our poor, uh, you mentioned our our prostitute. I mean, talk about a trooper. She came back on three separate occasions um, and basically had to get naked and strung up by her feet and everything like that for that sequence. I mean, that sequence was incredibly difficult and you know, as a director, you're asking somebody to do something you would never do. I don't even take my shirt off when I go to the beach. You know what I mean? I'm right. fuck naked and hang upside down by her ankles. It's it's tough. You know what I mean? It's it's it was really some of those things were really difficult to do. But I'm glad you know you were um, immersed in it. I guess that's sort of the 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 idea is that you know you sort of forget um, that you're watching you know a real f- a film film and you know you just let things happen. Hopefully, right. And and kudos to her, like you said. I mean, that's wow. You know, what I mean, what a trooper! I can't I can't say enough uh, about. I mean, and this is an actress too. You know, when she came out for the first body cast, you know what I mean. And she had to ask some questions. She didn't know who we were. For all she knew, we were making a porno or whatever. Right? We're asking right. naked. 
And she had some problems with it. And we were straight up. We said, listen, if you have a problem with this, like, you know, let's go away, think about it for a few days and come back. And, you know, literally by the, by the, she'd totally done a, a one. 180 and by the third time we had her up and naked you know she was leaving saying okay call me when we have to do it again totally expecting that she would have to get up there again you know like it's really that's the kind of gift that uh really makes the film you know what i mean and she did also you know an amazing job you know she actually had to stand out there there on the street (laughs) you know in those clothes (laughs) (laughs) well see another scene right right before that scene is where she walks into the basement and I can't remember what it was and I guess either you or Anthony said something like a professional how long and it's like wham back of the head drops to the floor I mean how you made this film it's like you kind of like expect something to happen but then when it happens you're still shocked by it oh thanks well I mean I, that's the point I mean we wanted the violence to be very visceral and to get you pretty comfortable with being behind the camera so that when the violence happens it feels real and uh you know that's why we also tried to avoid things like uh you know we don't have any bump scares we don't really have any fake scares in this movie there aren't really the usual horror um conventions i guess if you will so that uh hopefully it feels more natural it did i mean and then I'm watching and watching, and then, and of course, me being a viewer, I'm thinking, come on, Anthony, seriously, you're going to let these guys film you and put you out there? I said, I guarantee... See, you got to understand something. I don't read covers. I don't watch trailers. I go into a movie open-minded, not knowing nothing. So I'm thinking, seriously? Mm-hmm. Something's going to happen. And the one scene that I thought was so... I, I guess I can say it because it's been out for a while. Oh, sure, yeah, you can spoil anything. One of the scenes towards the end of the movie, I said, wait a minute here, I backed it up like three times, is I think it was uh, Anthony or Nathan, your, your, uh, the writer. Uh, Nathan? Yeah, the one scene... Now, you and Chris, I mean, you and Nathan were the actual filmmakers, correct? Am I right in this? That's right, yep. Yeah. And the, at the end of the movie... Where the, the girl's father shoots him back of the head. It's yep. like, get the hell out of here. I mean, you threw everything, you threw everything, and it all, and it wasn't like overdone. You know, a lot of films, they, they really go overboard. But it was done just like casually, like, oh, okay, well, you know, came very well, famous. Certainly the filmmakers had to die. We always looked at ourselves as being probably the most reprehensible characters in the movie, and, uh, you know, if if there is any morality to the movie, then uh, certainly we got what we deserved. I mean, you you mentioned Merle, and you know, uh, just the idea of um, you know going to a guy's house and being that ghoulish—that to me, that that little scene with no special effects, but with Merle there just talking about—is for me still uh, like it wasn't even comfortable to shoot it. You know what I mean? I felt <laughs> dirty somehow, even just thinking of this and going and doing it. And, uh, you know, uh, when I've watched it with audiences, people have, you know, noticeably gasped when it when it pans up and they reveal that Anthony is actually, we brought him along as the boom operator. You know what I mean? Clearly for, you know, our own shock value and for the benefit of the documentary that we're making. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, people got it. You know what I mean? That was... Uh, one of those times where, you know, you, you shoot it and uh, you, you write it, you shoot it, it actually works. You know what I mean? And I think it does sort of signal a turning point in the movie where, 
you know, I had some younger reviewers coming up to me and sort of when they first watched it and said, so it starts out really funny and then it doesn't get so funny after a while. You know what I mean? And I guess the point was that, you know, I guess killing people can be fun, but murder is terrible. And Right. You know what I mean? We, we did want to, you know, um, ground this in some kind of, uh, you know, morality. You know what I mean? Some kind of realism. Uh, and, you know, just to, you know, you, you don't want to glorify a serial killer. Ultimately, Anthony's a horrible person. The filmmakers are horrible people. <laughs> it's uh, crazy. Yeah, we deserve. But it's, um, it's a gem. I mean. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, I'm working on Long Pigs 2 right now, believe it or not. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, just to sort of give you the tease it's uh you know spending a, a little time on facebook um with uh with the fans you know what i mean it certainly does uh it really puts the fear of god into you i gotta say <laughs> you know what i mean and shows you what can be really scary you know what i mean um i'll tell you a quick story we were at one of our uh conventions and we left uh one of my buddy's girlfriends just to watch the booth while we went and had lunch came back and she was visibly shaken and a guy had come up and just casually talked to her about oh yeah how he used to go out with a girl who was worked in a morgue and they were cannibals they tried it this way and that way and he oh. did and then thanks very much and see you later <laughs> you know what i mean wow so there there are there are wackos out there and the original ending to the first long pigs was this whole, um, I guess, media blitz where it starts out as local news being horrible, and then you know there's sort of teases of the footage, and eventually it ends up on kind of an Entertainment Tonight type setting where they're making a big budget film. We ended up cutting that out of the first one, but we're sort of pursuing that with the second one where we're going to try to get a star. Uh, it's sort of Hollywood making the big budget version. Of, of long pigs, uh, intercut with, I guess, these online, uh, Facebook friends. In this case, now it's going to be two young females who are really taking Anthony's, uh, methods to the next level. Doing it better, frankly. That's awesome. I mean, it's horrible scary. awesome. <laughs> it's scary awesome, but yeah. Awesome, but I'm telling you, um, I mean, there's, there's a reason why there's no pictures of my daughter on Facebook. <laughs> I'll say that. Oh, you know? no kidding. But one thing I will say real quick um, before is I did ask James DiPaolo to join me in his interview, only because he's probably one of the early big supporters of Long Pigs, and he is ill, so I wish him the best. But I wanted him to come on with me so he can give him, you know, can react to my thoughts. You know, oh, I, I, his. he he was an early supporter and uh, and a good guy and a good friend. I hope you're doing well, Jimmy. But. Um, but yeah, he uh, he he is one of the good ones, by the way, on Facebook. And anybody who uh, wants to look at a real horror fan and a real thoughtful reviewer as well, they should look up James DePaulo. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. But yeah, you know, um, I just want to bring that up because uh, you know I've been hearing him talk about it, and um, I see you no, know, like I mentioned, in the review. When I say I forgot about it, it was more like I just gave up because a lot. I think. Didn't you have a problem there for a while where you couldn't get the distributor didn't have copies or something? Wasn't that what oh, it was? Oh, geez, that's that's a whole other uh, that's a whole other podcast. You know what I mean? When you got about three hours, I'm looking at yeah. You know, I mean the whole problems with distribution and stuff. But yeah, I mean it's certainly um, 
it's been difficult to find and uh we're looking at doing you know kind of a relaunch with uh long pigs too these guys are actually looking to put some money behind it so good deal hopefully it'll have i mean again it's it really hasn't gone away um Mm -mm. yet so you know i'm hoping that uh you know, with people like yourself, I mean, really, this is the payoff. You know, I haven't seen one single cent from from the movie. You know what I mean? Um, and the payoff really is, you know, thoughtful. You know, reviewers like yourself, uh, even if they're discovering it late, it still, you know, it really, it's the reason why you do it. You know what I mean? Why it makes you want to do it again? Quite frankly. So thank you. No problem. And one thing I will say is not to brag about numbers or whatever, or as far as this review. You know, you mentioned it. I'm a, a late bloomer through all of this, but I posted it, and obviously it gets hits all over the world, and it's got over 600 and some hits since I posted it, and that's like, what, three or four days ago? Oh, really? So imagine, I can just imagine, I mean, it's coming from everywhere in the world. Yeah, one thing I will say, the British, the Australians, the Japanese, and of course the Americans are really big on these type films. You know, when when they see a title, Long Pigs, the title the title alone doesn't say too much until you watch the film. And I think that's artwork is very intriguing. I've noticed that if a movie has a really eye popping artwork, and if I post it on the review, I've noticed it gets hits a lot faster. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I know that you know you mentioned all those countries and. Uh I gotta throw Germany into the mix. Yeah, as Germany well. too. Yep. Um, they are, uh, I guess, used to having to seek this stuff out, so they seem to be way more um, adept at, at finding stuff and, and and strange little gems online. Yep. Um, but yeah, great, great supporters. You know what I mean? Um, especially in the UK for some reason. I don't know what it is about them, but um, they are rapid. <laughs> yeah. Well, Germany loves me. For, I, obviously, it's because of the name Gruesome Herzog is of German, course. and I, I get a lot, of, a, a lot of followers from Germany. So, you know, it, I never even thought of that when I created that name over almost three years ago. Is big supporters <laughs> Germany? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, no, they're they're out there, and uh, one of my best uh, friends from kindergarten lives in Munich. So, uh, what's up, Elisa? <laughs> there you go. But. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I mean, it's one of my all-time favorites. You know, I have a a list, and I've told you back in 2010, I rated The Crazies as my number one film of 2010. But Long Pigs would have leaped it. I mean, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot saying that for me, being I like that kind of uh, crazies people slash well, zombies. But it is better. And that leaves me speechless, just because I'm I'm such a huge fan of the crazies as well, and that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of compliment that yeah, thank you so much. It really leaves me gobsmacked. <laughs> no, no problem at all. I mean, you also got to remember too, as far as budget wise, you're zero and theirs is a high end. <laughs> yeah. But that to me, budgets doesn't matter. I mean, when I go into a review, obviously I check out the uh, budgets because you really can't compare a you know obviously common sense. You can't compare the budgets. For a low budget, no budget, to a high budget, it's all in the quality of the story, and, and, and to me, it's based on quality, um, storyline. You know, I love no budget films. I don't know what it is to me. I'm, I'm a weirdo when it comes to that. No budget films, I love to watch and to see what they have 
to use to get it done? Well, you know, a lot of times they have, you know, a lot of things going against them. But, um, you know, the one thing that we had on our side was was time. You know, we could reshoot stuff. I mean, if we were going to not, um, you know, have any production value or whatnot, we better we figured we better have good performances to the point where we even, you know, would recast an actor, uh, you know, and rethink a role. For instance, uh, you know, we've got our 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 uh, Rebecca Stapleton, our, our psychoanalyst played by Kelly McIntosh. We had originally cast sort of an effeminate guy and put him in sort of in a sort of pseudo Japanese surrounding with plants and all this stuff, and he was supposed to be very new agey, and it just didn't work. You know, what we needed was a strong female right. at that point, and we had that luxury of being able to say, hmm, let's just go out, cast somebody, you know what I mean, reshoot it, re-edit it, rethink about it, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, the addition of uh, Roger King, you know what I mean, basically the narrator, uh, didn't happen until we had already sort of finished main production. You know what I mean? And I was getting into editing and being the editor myself, I was saying, geez, you know, I really could use some stuff to hang this together and happened to be watching uh, Bad Lieutenant. You know what I mean? Great yeah. movie where they use the radio announcer to kind of string things together. That and just really said, hey, you know, so we I mean, if you have that luxury, you can actually make a, you know, a decent you can make a decent film, but unfortunately, too many people who, when they're no budget, they just like cast their brothers, and you know what I mean. That's a problem. There yeah. are good actors out there, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. And to me, that's the one thing that I really, I, I hold a film up to uh, a high standard of, you know, it, to me, a, a film lives or dies with the acting. You know yeah. What I mean? They're not to believe the characters. So we were really proud of the fact that we were able to get some decent performances, and we're so happy with our actors. And why, you know, it's great that we were able to pull them back for part two and hopefully pay them. Right now, has Anthony, um, has he um, gotten any work? You know, um, he he's an, a really interesting guy. Uh, you know, a personal friend of mine. I went to high school with him. And in high school, he was certainly the star of all the shows and whatnot. But he basically doesn't want to go and audition for things. If okay. ask him to work, he will work. But he doesn't, you know, he actually holds down, you know, a regular job while he waits for other things, which I say this because it drives me absolutely bonkers. You know what I mean? I really think the guy has an amazing talent and should be, you know, a character actor. Um, and no, you know, to any directors out there, he's also an absolute dream to work with. He's one of these guys that makes the script better. You know what I mean? And seems to do it effortlessly. He's a genius, but, you know, like a lot of geniuses, they're, uh, Maybe a little weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, one thing that that we that uh, James brought up to me that I want to talk to you about is the Amazon and the IMDb. I'm going to bring up the IMDb thing, but Amazon is, as far as reviews, I guess it's a good tool, but it's mostly a bad tool because, for instance, I've was involved as a publicist for a film called Renfield the Undead hmm. and um, that's when I first got they're, they're actually the ones that got me started in the voiceover work as well before I got into the acting part but you know I posted a review and stating that I am the publicist for the simple fact is I don't want people to think that I'm giving this review because of being part of the film I made a well known Everybody knows 
that I am a part of this film as far as the publicist end. And I got heckled by people nonstop. And I'm thinking, <laughs> really? So here, i got to be careful because I really don't care. An actress posed as a regular film watcher and bashed the film that she was in. Hmm. So I called her out on it because <laughs> it made me angry. <laughs> and this is what goes on in Amazon. And IMDb, I think, is the worst because here's the, th- here's the thing. You have Paul Blades, I'm making a name up, who sure. has a film. Okay, and then you have the so-called arrivals. You know, there's always somebody that's battling against somebody else. Mm-hmm. They have all their people go to that film site of IMDb and try and drop the rating of the film. It's done all the time. One, one, two, mm-hmm. two. And it's so bullshit. That's why, you know, when I go to review a movie, I pay no attention to the IMDb rating because a damn good film, if somebody who doesn't like that person, it's, it's going to get dumped mm-hmm. down down low. So anybody who out there who doesn't review movies, who watches movies, please pay no mind to the IMDb rating, pay no mind to the Amazon, watch it for yourself, you know, and then you tell us. I mean, reviewers have their opinion. That is it. It's not a game where, oh, fuck you, Steve. I'm going to lower your score down to to nothing because I'm jealous. I mean, that's exactly... What is your story? What is your experience with Amazon? Well, I mean, um... Let's see. Amazon is a place where anybody who buys a book suddenly becomes a reviewer and seems to have the, you know, equal uh, opportunity to bash or say anything they want. What I find even more fascinating is a, is a little phenomenon called, called astroturfing, which is sort of similar to what you were talking about, where instead of bashing something, people will blanket their movies with these glowing reviews and set up multiple uh, fake accounts which you really have to do a little bit of investigating to look at. You know, a good way is to check somebody's total reviews, and if they're all for, you know, one person or one, you know, film company or something like that, then it's a it's a good chance they're fake. Um, I mean, the New York Times recently picked up on this, and I, I know that they're getting more more diligent about weeding out fake reviews, but... Uh, it's fascinating. I just find it absolutely fascinating to watch these people um, bitching at each other online, <laughs> going back and forth in the comments section for like 20, 30 comments back and forth. It's funny. Uh, it's it's some you know I, I think a you know a really talented journalist would somehow package this up into a book or something like that. I'm trying to figure out the best way to present it to people, but. To me, it's endlessly fascinating, and uh, I mean, look at even YouTube. I think they just got rid of something like four billion views because they were fake views; they're robot views, right? Oh my God. It's the same thing with Twitter. How you know you find that a lot of celebrities are buying Twitter followers. I mean, it's sad, but at the same time, I have to admit I'm fascinated by it. <laughs> you know, yeah, it is. Yeah, you read all my reviews. I mean, there's. I mean, the most recent review uh, currently is. Uh, on, on Amazon for long pigs is somebody saying I want my money back and I went to look at all of her reviews and they were all of uh, romance novels and her reviews literally com- the, the entirety of her reviews was usually one or two sentences something like easy to read the sex scenes were very descriptive you know what I mean oh. 
I was saying to myself, you know, I looked at the picture of her. Of course, she's some, you know, big fat lady. You know, anyway. <laughs> you know, here I am, you know, some person, even though I don't even know how she got a copy of Long Things or what she should be doing. She's clearly not a horror fan or anything like that. But, you know, I was just talking to another filmmaker today and, you know, I think anybody who says, I don't care is lying. You know what I mean? Um, you take them personally. You know, you're really uh, in, in a way that, uh, you know, is hard to describe. And when you get a, a, a great one and you wake up in the morning and you hear something like, you know, you're very kind for long pigs, it makes your whole week. Yeah. You, know, you feel like you're floating on air and it validates what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yep. So, um, so anybody out there who's just a hater, remember, we have feelings. So come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, the, the, I'll let you go, but there's a, there's a red flag, okay? I mean, a filmmaker um, sent me an email one time, I think a couple weeks ago, and he said, check out this review. They bashed my film. I said, well, here's what you do. Do an investigation. Look at all the other movies that they watched and reviewed, and then you can then that'll tell you if it's a bogus review or it's somebody who has no idea what the hell they're watching. Exactly. And it turns out that the person that bashed his film loves that fairy hopper movie. What the hell is that called with three chicks? Um, <laughs> it's it was, it's on like Redbox. I can't remember. Right. But this dude loved this borderline feminine movie. But yeah. hated his. And I said, I said, there you go. Exactly. I said, now what I would do is I would post his review on your Facebook wall and make sure you put in parentheses, this guy liked this film. So you <laughs> tell me. And there, there you go. There's your sweet revenge. It's not being mean or nasty. They posted, he sent you the review. Now it's your job to post it. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's, it's, it is, it is true. You can tell your friend to take heart that, uh, you know, there's, there's basically, you know, I'm sure you know uh, that the internet is full of a lot of people with um, nothing better to do than just to, to spew yep. uh, hatred and 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 whatever, and they don't feel very good about themselves. That said, I love the fans, and mm-hmm. uh, again, I if I were if I were saying that you know each and every Amazon review didn't affect me in some way, I would be absolutely lying. It's the reason why you make movies is to see you know people's reactions to it, right? Yeah, and I know a, 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 a lame a lame comment that you hear all the time. Good press, bad press is good press. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but it's still annoying. You know what I mean, it's still it's your baby. I mean, it's it's like slapping your baby in the face, and that's basically what it feels like, I guess. But oh, absolutely, bro. <laughs> but um, you know, it's a joy to talk to you. But and I'm glad we brought up some points. But again, James, I hope you get better. We miss you, Jimmy. But uh, we will hook up on an interview sometime in the future. But um, again, Chris, uh, fantastic film, and I'm, you know, I saw it 25 years later, but uh, <laughs> that's what it feels like. But <laughs> a fantastic film, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you so much. Really appreciate it, and uh, it was a real pleasure talking to you. Yep, and when uh, maybe down the road, uh, when you get plans on uh, part two, maybe I can get James to come on with me. We can have you on and just. Uh, talk about it and promote well our plan too is to also uh drop the hint and the big news on uh people like james and yourself and people who have been good to us with long pigs one before we release it to anybody else so we'll give you the scoop thanks buddy take care and thanks again for your time and uh do take care of yourself cheers scott thank you you. bye-bye